Hello and welcome to Let's Talk SOC, a podcast series brought to you by SecureWorks, a leader in cybersecurity, focused on empowering security and IT teams worldwide to better prevent, detect and respond to cyber threats. I'm Professor Sally Eves, your host. Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Let's Talk SOC, a special episode featuring signature-based threat models and do we need to move beyond? And to do exactly that and explore this subject area, I'm delighted to be joined now by TJ Nelson, who's Director of Detection Research at SecureWorks. Welcome, TJ. Thanks for having me, Sally. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And perhaps a you know, great way to start this, find out a bit more about the person behind the tech, so to speak. Can you take us through your role at SecureWorks, TJ? Just get to know you a little bit more. Uh, certainly. So I run the countermeasures team within the counter threat unit for SecureWorks, and we're under the umbrella of detection research. And my team is responsible for creating and maintaining the detection logic that protects our customers within the Tejas platform. So I like to say that we make the blinky lights happen in the portal. Uh, But in all actuality, there's a lot more to it. So day to day, we are working with our customers to help them manage and balance the security context that they get through their various telemetry sources, as well as the alerts that they need to respond to. Fantastic. Great opportunity there. You're saying everything that's going on behind the scenes to make that invisible visible in this discussion, I think. And, yeah. You know, as part of that, you know, as I introed in the episode there, really, for, for so much time now, you know, many decades, in fact, we've been using signatures, haven't we, to detect those known threats? Very much a standardized approach in the industry. What for you has changed the most in that particular statement? Yeah, so... Every year, attackers are developing more complex and nuanced attacks, uh, again, to attack their victims. And they're designed to fly under the radar and make it harder and harder to defend against. So we're seeing cases where static signature detection just does not work. They're going to sidestep it. They're going to do things that will obviously work directly against those detections. And because of that, we need to move to more dynamic and resilient approaches towards detection. Totally understand that. And again, I think for the audience out there at the moment as well, if you're not familiar with this, I think maybe let's give a metaphor as well. You know, what what is a signature in this context? Maybe like the person's DNA would be a really good analogy for that. You know, it's unique to every single one of us. But, you know, in a family environment, there'd be similar, say, indicators across these DNA patterns as well. Just for everybody watching and listening, if you're not familiar. And um, maybe, TJ, actually as well as part of that information, perhaps we could just briefly explore the differences, say, between a um, signature-based approach and, say, anomaly or behavior or even heuristic? What are the key differences there for people to look out for? Yeah, definitely. So a signature-based approach is something that is very static. We call those atomic type detections. It means that you are seeing something and when you see that exact string, byte sequence, or log, you know that this event happened and you're using that in existence as a alerting to say this is something that's malicious, as opposed to more dynamic detections like a uh, heuristic way, a heuristic based detection, you would basically be looking at the patterns of behavior and stringing together multiple different factors in order to determine maliciousness. So that's why you know that moving towards looking at multiple things and sort of correlating that—that's where the 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 new detection frontier is. 
Oh, so, so true. And I have three S's around cybersecurity, kind of kind of <laughs> scope, scale and sophistication of all these different threats. And they're converging, coming from new areas. You know, bad actors are coming together. So many different things to look out for. So having the approach that can, you know, respond and react to that dynamism of change is so, so important. So I love that. And getting that balance right, as you mentioned at the start, too. So we kind of briefly, I wanted to go on to kind of the role now of signature-based detection today. So given what we've said so far, kind of how do you see the balance? You know, does it still have any place at all or should we be looking to replace this entirely now well sally much like with uh security systems you probably don't want to leave your door unlocked even if you have the best security system for your house so signatures allow us to have that strong baseline of detection to prevent straightforward attacks leaving you with the resources to be able to focus on some of the more complex attacks. So if you're able to you know, cover the baseline, you can actually spend your resources actually trying to find out what things you're missing. And that's really the advantage of using signature-based detections today. Attackers will try to use the lowest form of an attack in order to be successful. Uh, so ignoring the basics will just make their job easier and we're trying to you know, up their cost so that they're more deterred and they'll think twice before you know, trying to attack certain customer environments. Absolutely. So, so true. Kind of increase their um, uh, kind of the, the threshold to entry, so to speak, because it's come down in so many different respects. So getting those foundations, that basic cyber hygiene right, absolutely critical. And signature based detection as part of that, I think is part of that uh, kind of armory, so to speak, is really important there. And then building on top, as you were saying there with those extra solutions, I've, I've used myself um, hands on keyboard detector. Really, really impressed by that. And again, that use of ML, um, really aggregating different forms of yeah. evidence and sources from that endpoint telemetry over time. Really impressed with how that worked. Absolutely, definitely. Fantastic. And so in terms of that, so in terms of moving beyond this now, those other layers of security, um, what would you say, where, where are we now? You know, from a secure works perspective, what are your kind of newer detection capabilities and how have they evolved? Maybe taking the last year or so as an example, given the speed of change here. Awesome. Yeah. So from the secure side, uh, we've introduced a bunch of new detection capabilities in the Tejas platform. So we started looking a lot into the dynamic type detection solutions. And some of those come in the form of those ML-based analytic detectors, like the hands-on keyboard detector, detector that you just talked about, and tactographs. Uh, so these detectors help us map malicious patterns of behavior uh, that threat actors use. Instead, and instead of just trying to look for one thing, we're looking for tens, 20, 100 things happening in a sequence. And we're able to take that information and try to get that context in order to understand whether it's malicious or not. And the interesting part about it is that we're actually able to give a lot more context around what, why the attack is malicious because we're looking at the behavior, we're tying those things together. When you look at the hands-on keyboard detect, you're actually able to see the play-by-play -play of the attacker and seeing what their motives are and maybe some of their objectives so that you can actually front run some of your response and make sure that you're protecting your most valuable assets. And then with some of the analytic detectors, we're actually able to identify, understand, and profile the behaviors that we're seeing that are normal in your environment so that when we see anomalous behaviors, we can hone in on those with more scrutiny and identify malicious behavior, even though they're so nuanced that they're really designed to fly under the radar. And if you just looked at it day to day, you might think it's normal activity, but that small change is really the devil in the details here. And so our job is really to bolster some of those detections in order to protect our customers in that way. 
I love that. It's that capacity to get granular, isn't it? You were, you were yes. really bringing to life there to get that most nuanced detail, to cut through the noise. Because, um, again, I think that's another challenge here we see all the time um, with so much change and so much data to, frankly, and, and often, you know, pressures on different departments at the moment as well. The ability to cut through that, get to that right data for the right role, right agent, right time, um, and give you that agency to get ahead, as you were talking about there, not be retrospective about these these risks, actually, you know, proactively preempt them to, to, a, to a degree in terms of kind of bringing all these different signals together. So I absolutely love that. Really, really, really important, I think. Um, and in terms of some examples of this in action, again, I think for the audience, it'd be amazing to kind of explore maybe a couple of customer projects even where you've seen the benefits of this change in terms of supporting them and dealing with all these challenges today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so our customers have the confidence of us being able to hold their information confident. So I won't go into too many details, but I'll talk about some general attacks that we see pretty often and we're able to help our customers through. And so when attackers gain access into an environment via phishing or initial entry vector like a malware payload, uh, they're immediately trying to orient themselves to find a way to get admin credentials. And usually that's in the form of a poisoning attack where they're trying to act as a man in the middle, spoofing as an authoritative source like a domain controller and they're trying to trick systems into giving them the credentials so that they can go off and perform their other duties the things that actually harm your environment so catching them at this stage is really important and this spoofing is really hard to distinguish because it's designed to look legitimate and work just like the legitimate system would. So understanding that malicious behavior and how it's tailored to work like that we can use things like our analytic detectors to look at that activity in aggregate and distinguish whether it is anomalous behavior. It's only when you zoom out, when you can actually see this activity and really hone in on it. And Tejas and some of our analytic detectors allow us to do that. Fantastic. Love that example. And, and perhaps as a, as a final thought as well, because I get asked about this a lot in terms of recommendations. So for, for organizations that are exploring this at the moment, you know, whether you're an SME or right through to enterprise level as well, and particularly just thinking of this dynamism of change, you know, how would you, have you got some resources, for example, we could recommend in terms of places to look to help get ahead, you know, alongside the technology, just educational yeah, resources as well. I often get asked for recommendations around that. So perhaps as a final thought, perhaps we could focus there on perhaps the skills piece here and how we can support people from that point of view. Definitely. So we actually post a lot of blogs and documentation around the way that we do our detection. So keep keep a lookout for the SecureWorks blog. But then there's also groups like MITRE that will have the attack framework that will help you map out where your security gaps are. And you can actually hone in on the different things that are targeting those security gaps. So that will really help you orient yourself from a protection standpoint. Um, looking at some of those tools that are being used by actors and how they work from blog posts are, is a really another great way to do that. And then finally, really just talking with your security vendors and understanding how their platform is integrated into your environment. That is really your first line of defense and you get a lot of information. The customers that give us the most diverse telemetry sets are always the best protected customers because we're able to look at multiple data sources and correlate that data source in order to find that malicious, the slightly malicious activity that turns into the next big breach that you'll see in the news. So that's really the things that I would say looking into uh, to really protect and learn more on how to protect your environments. 
I love that. Thank you, TJ. I always like to end it on a tangible if you can. You know, I think it's so, so important. And again, what what better way to bring all these different elements together, as you just said, really, about getting ahead before you get to that breach of being in the news. All these different elements, all these foundations, layer by layer, layer give you that, that capacity to get ahead and the confidence as well to deal with this very dynamic space. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise, TJ. Really, really valuable. Thank Absolutely. you for joining thank us Absolutely. Thank you today. for your time. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And to everyone watching and listening right now as well, thank you so much for your questions and your responses to Let's Talk Sock. We'll be back with another episode very soon. Thank you for joining us today.